Support the show by donating at themusicbuds.com. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Uh, Welcome back to the Music Buds podcast. This is episode number 15, and my name is Henry. This week, I am honored to be joined by the singer, songwriter, musician, and producer, Scott. I can't tell you what a pleasure it is to have you here. Your your music is so special, and thank you for taking the time. Oh, thank you. I'm happy to be here talking with you. (laughs) How's life? Oh, how's life? That's a that's a big question. It's it's uh, as you know, it's it's been a strange year. No live shows, but still, the more time I get to spend in the studio, uh, so I've been doing good. You know, I get to do my favorite part, which is actually just uh, write write new music. So yeah. Now, how how did you get started? Because I know you come from a, a very small community, and I know that seem to really have a pretty big influence on your music. Yeah, uh, actually, I'm actually there right now where I grew oh. up. So I'm not in Stockholm where I live for the moment. I'm uh, visiting my parents. So I'm sitting here in like my childhood room. It's a quite small village, very small actually, and very traditional. And I Like everyone here is playing the violin. So I grew up doing that as well mm-hmm. since I was five years old so so that's kind of how music started for me was with the really traditional Swedish folk music. One thing I, I wanted to touch on I, I know you've been asked about it before but there is this connection with video game music. Um, oh yeah I think it kind of went straight from just only consuming folk music that the music that was around me growing up to when I um became old enough to go to school in town, the closest town. I got some new friends and they had uh, video games at home. And I would get a bit obsessed uh, with that and Mm -hmm. especially the music. So I was exposed to that when I was maybe 11, 12 years old, 12. And then I got really interested in that. I got a computer. I downloaded this free tracker program called mud mud plaque tracker and it's like um um, you make like blip music basically you produce very simple uh 8-bit ish sounding kind of music um so i was only listening to soundtracks from different games at that time and i started dreaming about that being a composer for for games so i made like scenes and games up kind of in my head and i challenged myself to make music for it and that was my biggest uh hobby for a few years wow um so that's that's way before i started singing even (laughs) well no i mean that's cool i I was was talking to a a video game composer a few weeks ago and it's such a it's a really complex process you know just like it would be for movies or tv so i'm sure that was Mm -hmm. very eye-opening yeah it must Uh, be like a whole science just diving into that like for the, the real composers of the yeah. modern days of uh, video games and it's just like with mu- movies mm-hmm. uh, I bet except you don't need the same maybe classical education background yeah maybe not <laughs> uh, hopefully otherwise I don't stand a chance in the future yeah. <laughs> in terms of songwriting how did that start because I guess you can people can get started with it in different ways was it you know 
something stemming from poetry or was it just kind of a natural through line into songwriting? Hmm, um, I think it was a bit the other way around. I started with uh, melodies and harmonies, basically chords. And the poetry and the lyric side of it came later uh, as I was starting to explore my voice when I was around 16. I got a piano for the first time. That's when I started singing and then it became more interesting, of course, with, with putting words to the music. But already as like a five-year-old playing the violin, I, I wanted to make my own melodies on the violin. So it was like already something I was drawn to coming up with my own little songs, mm-hmm. I guess. But it was only instrumental um, music. And the same with the... Uh, video game inspired music it was only strictly instrumental and just melodies harmonies Hmm. so that came way later but now now i love that part equally Uh, it's really really cool you know but i feel like the the music speaks louder to me i would say and then the challenge is to find what find out being able to describe as well what the music is saying and that's that's the challenge of putting words to, to the music. Yeah. Do you find that with, with songwriting, maybe more so from a, a lyrical standpoint that, and it sounds cheesy to ask, but like, do you find that you discover new things about yourself through that? Hmm. Or, or is it more like re- maybe just reflecting on, on things? Yeah, I, that's interesting. I do think that um, when you sit and a melody comes to you and then the kind of, um, you're always searching for melodies or harmonies or chords or whatever, or sounds that just makes you feel something. And often you're not able to really put your finger on what you're feeling until further in the process. But then it's usually something maybe that you haven't processed, something that you can track the motion back to something that could be, yeah, something that you haven't processed or a strong impression of friend's story or or something that really affects you and then uh in that way you do kind of learn new things about yourselves as well or you get more aware of what you're going through or stuff like that so it can be quite interesting you it's it's almost like when you've just you have this lump in your tummy when when you start feeling that you're finding something that you want to be in some emotion then you know you're on the right track with the the melodies or chords and then when the for me often the words come later and when the words start coming it could be more obvious what it's about and sometimes it's really like oh it's this feeling it's because of that or it's yeah it gets clear way clearer sometimes when you get the the words right onto it yeah (laughs) um (laughs) so now uh the the album the debut album always live for always which is Fantastic, by the way. I I love Thank it. Thank you. Yeah, sure. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. And I, I, it has one of I think the best things about artists like you is it feels like a cohesive album. Like it, it's not just a sc- scrambling of or mixing of songs. What is the arc of this album? Because it has so many ups and downs in terms of the emotion. Mm. How did the layout, so to speak, of the album come to be? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a little bit that what you said with ups and downs. And it also has this um, 
journey kind of, which yeah. often has its ups and downs, just like life. Sure. But it has, um, there's a dream theme going on a lot, also in the lyrics of the songs. The first song ended, last song, and then some of the songs in between. And then it's a little bit about the journey of the year before I released the first song to where I am now. It has a lot to do with, with that too, the, the love for music and, and the dream and then the mental state stage mm-hmm. um, through, through that journey. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, it definitely has uh, a lot of thought behind the way I put the, the, together the order of the album, of course. Yeah. Um, and also Always Live For Always, uh, short for Always Live For Always is Alpha. Um, and alpha, it's spelled alpha the way alpha is spelled in Swedish. So, because I guess in English you spell it with P-H, right? Yeah. Alpha, yeah. yeah. But in Swedish it's the same word, alpha, uh, and it's spelled the way alpha, <laughs> the album is. <laughs> gotcha. and, and I also have had a lot of, like, both dog and wolf themes uh, in my music, and also I call... Uh, my fans, the pack, um, <laughs> like the wolf pack. So it's it's really cool that the short for always live for always turn out to be alpha. Yeah, I like so that a lot. It's like the alpha <laughs> album, <laughs> and also meaning the first. You know, it's my yeah, first yeah. album, so it has like three meanings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing that really struck me is the, and not just with uh, the album, but with all of your music, is the album art is gorgeous. Mm. How did Thank you. It, how do you get that artwork? I'm just so curious. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually it's it's a quite long process, but it's a really fun process. It's always been the same way I make it together with two my close friends, and I have since the very first release. Um, so I like to uh, I like to see the songs almost like people or characters or like creatures yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's it's like each song uh, i like to envision that they're kind of have their own spirit animal or something mm-hmm. and then i try to picture that and then i sketch that and then draw some some stuff is drawn by me some stuff is drawn by um, my friends and then we uh, <laughs> just send it back and forth basically um the first the first covers are even hand hand colored as well but now uh color it digitally so i can tweak the colors Um, because it took so long in the beginning because all the lines are also hand drawn so it takes a few weeks actually for these um covers but it's it's kind of my favorite part of the process except from the music of course but i yeah. really love making these covers it's always like a fun point when it's you know time to do this cover for this song yeah um, so i'm happy that you noticed that there's a lot yeah. of love and put, put into those covers yeah, and, and even this uh, this alpha cover also has because usually the singles have this one spirit animal like the creature of the song but alpha has 12 creatures Hmm. which all is a symbol for each song. So all the songs has their own character and creature. Wow. Yeah. I think as you're saying it, 
in terms of the love being put into it, that really comes through because it could be so easy to just kind of give that work to someone else and, and or or to do it in a way that would just be purely for, I don't know, commercial purposes. But the way you incorporate it feels personal, you know, and, and I think that, that oh, comes through nice. so and much. That, that's that's awesome that it comes through because it totally is personal for me. I I wouldn't be able to let go of that. Yeah. part at all like that's very very sacred kind of yeah part of, of releasing the songs is to put love into these covers yeah so cool, <laughs> cool <laughs> well <laughs> in terms of the the visual representation of your work you've done a lot of really cool music videos like midas or kodak and codeine and, and they all have a pretty unique stamp on them kind of like from a concept and style standpoint I can imagine it's quite a process to get those images in your mind and then have it all come mm. out. Yeah, yeah. It's always interesting with with music videos and how to get the right mood and uh, vibe and the character of the music to feel right with the visuals. It's, it's very much a challenge. And that was kind of... Um, unexplored for me from the beginning i was uh, i started out thinking i would o- only be writing for other people and not even be an artist myself because i mm. just was so into the just the music creating part and being an artist um you have to do so much more and now i've learned to embrace that and i really enjoy that as well because it turned out that i i do really find it intriguing with the visual side of things mm-hmm. as well but yeah with the music videos i'm it's kind of funny because I've, I've been with different record companies everything from indie to uh huge majors to my own record company now that i have today um and so the budgets of these videos are extremely different you know mm-hmm. there's a zero difference uh in, in some of these videos and it's interesting that the videos that had no budget are kind of the videos that I feel fit the music most, the most. Yeah. Uh, and I think it was maybe because when I was doing it with huge um, record companies, there would be so many people involved and it's harder to be f- have full control and mm-hmm. get your vision through and make you know other people see what you have in mind for for the song and stuff like that and it's easier almost when you're limited and you it's only up to you like you don't have any big teams of people like like yeah just put even more uh love and creativity into it if if you don't have these uh, unlimited budgets right um and those videos that you mentioned are those that were zero budget so it was mm. just me and a friend and uh, you know putting uh, tons of time into it, doing it ourselves the way that i picture the music so yeah so it's cool that you mentioned them out yeah. of all those different yeah. kinds of budget <laughs> videos the one that that struck me was midas because it's just you behind this orange glass almost uh mm-hmm. i don't know exactly how you would describe it and it, it shows you how as you were just saying, you don't need a crazy budget to get something exactly so unique. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 about capturing the the, the mood, the vibe. It's mm-hmm. it's uh, always interesting how 
how it works with that. But yeah, that video is actually a one take even. So there's no mm. edits even. It's just yeah. one take, one performance and me sitting behind a glass and then pouring syrup. Um, my friend is pouring syrup uh, on the glass. That's mm. like makes my face melt, basically. Right. Right. Uh, it's really, it was really sticky. <laughs> it was in my in my apartment, like in my living room there, and sure. just like plastic all over and syrup everywhere. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the the visual side of things, you also seem to really have an appreciation for bot like body art, tattoo art. How? Oh, yeah. And I think that's immediately just from a visual standpoint. That's what struck me is the art was so unique on some of the the promos you've done and some of the other artwork, how does that affect you or how do you connect with that rather? Yeah. The, the body art concept that I'd like to play with as well. And uh, also comes from the same idea of the, these uh, covers, the covers as well as the body art has a lot of symbols and things representing the music, the songs, and even symbols for um, people involved or people close to me that inspired the song and stuff like that. It's all hidden in the details kind of. And it's really fun to play with that. It started, to be completely honest, that concept kind of started from the start when I was a bit shy to take the step to actually become an artist myself and not only uh, write with other artists or for other artists. I, I was a little bit, I didn't feel completely comfortable with just having my press photos taken, like just mm. pictures of my face. I felt like it was uh, almost like I get brave if I have something uh, that I'm proud of to show to people, kind of. that That's what helps me get up on the stage. And it's, it's a, if I have a song that I really like and want to show the audience, then I become brave and I dare to go up on stage. If I don't have that, I definitely wouldn't go up on a stage because I can be quite shy like that. Yeah. Uh, and it's the same thing kind of with the camera. I was scared of the camera. So I thought if I put art on my body that I put love into designing and feel proud of it. And I was collaborating with a, a Russian girl that was uh, like a champion in airbrush. Uh, so she would draw this design on my body and it took Every time I've been working with her, it's been taking between six to 12 hours only to paint it onto my body. And it's, it's water-based to get the details and stuff. So it won't even last for longer than, you know, one day. Mm. Uh, so it's kind of like a lot of love into something that's just going to be washed away a few hours yeah. uh, later. But that helps me become brave in front of camera. And that's, that's how it started. Like now I've been practicing for a few years because of, been doing this for a while now so i can i can go in front of the camera without the body art now um <laughs> but it's definitely how it started that i just needed something i i wanted to make myself more like art or something than i wouldn't get as shy yeah yeah talking about touring what, what's that feeling like is it something that putting the music out and then going on tour and, and having that connection does that really help you Yes, yes, it does. Uh, and that was also a thing that I was scared at the start of taking the step of becoming an artist. I didn't know how I would react to the whole live performance part of it. I've been, 
I mean, there's many artists that don't like that part of the artistry and prefer to just be, you know, studio artists or producer artists. But it turned out to be something that I actually really, really enjoy. So I'm really happy it went that way. Yeah. But it's like I said, it's really based on me feeling confident in the music. If I feel like I can't have the feeling that, I don't know, maybe the record company told me that uh, you should make your song a little bit more like that. If I don't feel it, I can't, I can't perform it. It's, it's as simple as that. Like I know I have to be hundred percent true to myself. Yeah. Uh, otherwise I will faint on stage and that won't be good for anyone. So, <laughs> so it's kind of, yeah, it's as long as I'm, if I want, like I need to have this urge to show a song to the audience, then everything will be, all right yeah yeah and then i'm even uh, then i can even lose myself in the music and then it's, it's really really nice yeah for me one song i, I wanted to talk uh, about specifically because I, I think of all your great work i think it's my favorite and it's settled down from oh. uh, the album and it's such a you already have so many interesting like soundscapes and styles but this one it's such a like a, a hopeful love song in many ways mm -hmm. and it, yeah. it just has that very accessible feeling that I think anybody in the world could connect with. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's very, this, this like hope that like hope for a bright future, you know, like stream. Yeah. It's a very positive song. Yeah. Uh, one of the last things I, I want to ask it cause I, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Besides music, what are things you like to do otherwise? Like what, what are hobbies or any other interests? Ooh, music has kind of consumed my life a little bit, mm. but, <laughs> but during this, also this year, you know, when it's been more like not being able to go on tour or doing any shows and stuff, I felt like I need to pick up another hobby as many others. And Something that I've, that I've always been interested in, interested in is also drawing. That's something I've been doing since I was a kid. Like I like that. But also this year I started to make jewelries. Oh. Um, there's a thing called silver clay where you like can burn clay and then it turns into like fine silver. It's really oh. cool. So I've wow. started experimenting with that at home. It's bas you basically work in clay, but you can make silver jewelry. That's awesome. So that that's a hot tip if anyone wants a new yeah. hobby. It's really fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I love talking to you. Is there any, anything else about about your music? Anything else you want to mention? I, it's okay if not. I, I never want to leave anything uh, unsaid. <laughs> hmm. I'm trying to think of something. Um, I can mention I have like a symbol that I wear very often, uh, which is like an H with an extra leg and all like the... Um, spirit, spirit animals of the songs also have this symbol somewhere in the, on their bodies or in, on, in their jewelries or it's a symbol that shows up everywhere kind of on me and on my art. Uh, that is my family crest. Like this, the farm where I grew up is a very old farm and it's a place where basically Vikings were living <laughs> before, but okay, this, this crest is not from that 
age, but it's it looks very much like the, that kind of language. It's, it's made to be easy to carve uh, into wood. And it, back in the days, it was for marking your tools or things that belong to the farm. And the farm name is also, and my family name is also Scott, but it's with the Swedish O with the two dots. So mm-hmm. it's actually Skött. It's, mm. it's hard to pronounce it maybe. Uh, but it's, uh, so that is where my name comes from as an artist. And also this symbol that I have everywhere. That is actually the real Scott crest that's belonged to my like ancestors. Wow. So I kind of use it and I feel like I get a bit empowered when I use this crest. Yeah. So that's wow. where, where it's from. It's just those little details that make artists like you so special. So I, I appreciate all, <laughs> all those, those little things that you incorporate because it, it really, in a variety of ways, really adds a lot. Oh, thank you. That's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm just thankful to my ancestors that they chose a cool looking, you know, <laughs> thank goodness <laughs> thank goodness <laughs> yeah yeah okay well um thank you uh, again uh, as i've said I, I love your music and it really has connected with me and affected me in wow so many ways and so thank you that's so cool to hear yeah. <laughs> thank you for that and it sure. was really lovely talking to you really yeah you too it. so well uh, okay everybody thank you so much again for listening and we'll see you next time <laughs>